0: Welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast, your home for local sports here in the 574. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Good Fight Sports Podcast. My name is Kenny Kramer. I am the only one here today, unfortunately. Um, Nick and Brady were both out today, so it's all right. You got me. So we're going to jump right into this high school football started last night. Um, If you weren't aware, you probably already did. But anyway, uh, we're going to give some local scores around the area. Um, We're going to do this by conference. So that way everyone gets, you know, attention. So we're going to start with the Hoosier North Um, first game. Uh, the game that I went to last night was Laville Bremen. Uh Laville won that game by a score of 17 to 10. Uh Laville uh got up 14 to nothing pretty quickly on the Lions and really didn't do a whole lot else the rest of the game. The offense for Laville uh after kind of after a while just kind of went into kind of a stagnant mode not not saying they didn't do anything but it was kind of lackluster the rest of the game Uh, they did they did move the ball but other than three points in the second half they didn't do a whole lot Uh, Bremen's offense the first half was abysmal like it didn't even show up it was 14-3 to at halftime. But that 14-3 to kind of felt close because Bremen at the end of the second quarter, towards the end of the second quarter, uh, I'll, I'll say, was starting to move the ball a little bit. Um, and then in the second half, they started to move the ball a little bit better. Uh, their passing game was... It was okay. The The running game for Bremen was just not there at all. LaVille shut down the run and made Bremen one-dimensional. Um, but with being one-dimensional, uh, the Lancers did um, nullify some of the deep balls that Bremen was throwing. Uh, some 50-50 balls were caught by Bremen. Um they were balls that should have been picked off by the Lancers or just spectacular catches from Bremen, Bremen receivers in general. Um but yeah, it, it, I mean with a late touchdown by Bremen to make the score seventeen to ten, there really there there really wasn't anything left actually a 14 to 10. It was 14 to 10 and then that next drive Laville went down and kicked a 40-yard field goal. Uh Lucas Plummer did uh right down the middle. And that made it 17 to 10. Um but I mean other than that, it was No, that's that's right. It was 17 to 3 and then Bremen scored. Made it 17 to 10 and then Laville got the ball, and they held the ball the rest of the game. Um, penalty wise, Laville has a lot to clean up. Um, there was at least seven, eight procedure penalties on Laville, both sides of the ball. Uh, offensively, moving before the ball, lining up wrong, um, illegal motion, stuff like that. Defensively, you know, jumping over the line, over the line a little too quickly. So it it's kind of the the little stuff for Laville that needs to be cleaned up a lot uh there was a lot of missed tackles too mind you, I mean again it's it's the first game of the year, so guys are not gonna be you know like as locked in as they would be say towards the end of the year, not saying that no one was locked in last night, but you could tell it was the first game a lot of a lot of jitters, a lot of first game rust. This will all go away for the second game and to finish out the year. So it's a lot of things that LaVille can clean up. But with the schedule that they have this year, which really doesn't change a whole lot throughout the year, they're going to have to, you know, get right back at it because they got a tough Triton team coming into Lancer Field next week. Um, And we'll break that down next week. Um, Continuing with the Hoosier North, uh, we're just going to run right down right down the list here. Knox defeated Winnemack in a conference game, obviously 42 to nothing. Uh, North Judson beat Culver 47 to nothing. Uh, Pioneer beat rival Lewis Cass uh, last night 29-22. That was a non-conference game. Uh, Triton defeated South Central 30 to 6. And Caston lost to the likes of West Central 24 to 12. So, that's your Hoosier North score updates. Uh, we're going to go to the NIC. There was a lot of upsets here in the NIC. And I will say there are some other teams that are not in the NIC that will be listed here because they t- play teams uh, from the NIC. Uh, so, Concord went in to Rice Field in Elkhart and beat Elkhart. 16-6. to 6. I did not see this coming. I thought Elkhart was going to handle their business and, and beat Concord. But Concord went in. Uh, I believe at one point it was 13-3. to 3. So the game really wasn't close at all. Um, one of those where it's kind of a surprise that Elkhart lost. Elkhart came into the into the game, kind of hyped up by the media a little bit—the local media, that is—not you know the uh, the media media. Um, but there was a lot of talk about Elkhart being good this year. You got a defensive lineman that's good, so a lot of people wrote off Concord winning this game, and I think Concord used that as fire. Came in and beat Elkhart. They handled their business. This is the first time Concord has beat Elkhart um, since Elkhart Central and Elkhart Memorial uh, merged. And that was back in 2020, I want to say, end of the 2019 season. Yeah. Uh, So moving on in the NIC, Culver Academy beat South Bend Adams 21-14. Hammond Central defeated South Bend Washington 29-12. Hammond-Bishop-Knoll beat South Bend Clay 30-18. to 18. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to keep saying it. South Bend Clay just needs to be done, and they will be done at the end of the 2024-2025 school year. Um, it's just one of the – no, at the end of this year, I think it is, the 2024 school year, they'll be done. This is the last year of South Bend Clay. Because um, sports-wise, South Bend Clay is just not good in anything. They, they don't have the kids. Uh, and the kids that they do have just look like they don't want to be out there playing at all. Um, moving on, uh, John Glenn defeated Boone Grove 43-26. to Lakeland defeated South Bend St. Joe 33-28 in a great game. LaPorte beat New Prairie for the first time since 2017 uh, to win the rivalry trophy between those two, 20-18. What a great game there. In LaPorte, Mishawaka handled Marion in the Battle of the Princess City, 44-12, that was at Mishawaka. Northwood defeated rival Jimtown 42 to 22 in the Battle of uh, State Road 19. And uh, Penn defeated um, last year's 5A state champion Valpo at Valpo, 38 to 21. Riley defeated Gary West 48 to 12. So a couple of these stood out to me. One, Laporte beating New Prairie. For the first time in five years. Nice job by the Slicers to get it done. It, it was starting to feel like New Prairie was starting to own the rivalry. And I think they came in maybe a little too. Um, kind of like their ego was a little too macho. Um, If that makes any sense. Um, But I think Laporte got tired of losing to New Prairie. I mean, I wouldn't. I mean. After a couple of games, it's like okay, we need to beat these guys. But five consecutive game, uh, five consecutive years losing to your rival, oof, that has to hurt. Uh, Mishawaka handling their business. Uh, a lot of I, I heard a lot about Marion, um, starting maybe uh, turning the page from their abysmal season last year. And if you if no one knew prior to last season's abysmal record, Marion had won, uh, had been in the semi state for three consecutive years, won sectional I believe like seven years in a row. So I mean they were consistently winning in the tournament, and then last year they just fell apart. And I kind of, I I thought that this game would be maybe a little bit closer. Not saying Marion would have won, because we all know that Mishawaka is really good. Um, But I was considering it maybe being a little bit closer than what the final score was. But obviously, Mishawaka came in, handled their business, got the win, and they're going to move on uh, to next week uh, for their game against their arch rival, Penn, in the backyard brawl. I will be there for that, and we will have a breakdown next week. Northwood handling their business at Jimtown. Jimtown's uh, a tough place to play. I, I will I will say that. Jimtown is a tough place to play. Um, I, I mean, I don't know from experience, but I going there and watching LaVille play, it, it is a tough place to play. The crowd's into the game. So going over to Jamestown and playing Jimtown, it's not an easy task, but Northwood made it seem pretty easy with a 20 point win over the rival, over their rivals. And uh, North, Northwood looks like they haven't lost a beat. Uh, they have their uh, Georgia commit uh, nitro tuggle back. Um, so the story on him, He did try to transfer down to um, IMG Academy down in Florida, which is a a, a, uh, national powerhouse in high school football. Um, But they don't allow uh, senior transfers, and so he he had to go back to uh, Northwood, and he, he looks like he hasn't skipped a beat. So it's good to see Northwood um continuing their winning ways and I expect nothing but the best from Northwood. And then Penn. Penn beating uh last year's five A state champion Valpo at Valpo. Um what a surprise. Uh Penn last year was decent but they got um they got handled last year uh by Valpo. And I think a lot of people expected Valpo to win this game. I know I did. I thought Valpo was going to win the game. Um, mind you, I thought it was maybe going to be close, or it could have been a blowout. I just didn't see Penn winning the game, and, and not because not because Penn could have couldn't uh, couldn't have won. I thought it was the fact that Valpo was coming off the uh, state championship last year. And so they were right they were riding like a high. Um, but I think that's where Valpo kind of got lost. Uh, they got lost in the sense of winning in a way. Uh, they came out, probably sky high, winning the state championship, thinking that okay, all we need to do is just go out here. Penn's gonna, you know, give it to us. That's that's okay, but we're gonna come out with the win. And I think Penn just went in with nothing to lose. It's one of those where team goes out, plays with nothing to lose. Most of the time that team's gonna win. Um but Penn's got a big test <laughs> next week at uh f- at Freed Field, uh when they face Arch rival Mishawaka. First time in four years that game has been being uh has been uh, is being played, Uh, like I said, I will be there and we'll have a breakdown of that game next week. Uh, The final conference for local scores is Northern Lakes. Fairfield defeated Goshen 29-6. Northridge beat Fort Wayne Northside 26-13. The Plymouth Rockies got their first win in 21 games Beating Calumet 27 to eight, so congratulations to Plymouth, uh, giving their coach his first win as head coach of the Rockies. Tippy Valley beat Sea 23 to 12, and Warsaw went on the road and beat Michigan City 17 to 13. So that is all the local high school scores from the area. Um, next week we'll have the same list and we'll see who, who wins next week. We're going to jump to college football. A lot has happened in college football since our last episode. Um, so we got to get some news out here. Colorado has been, has voted to leave the PAC 12 and will join the big 12 after this season, um, Arizona, Arizona State and Utah will also join them um, in this change. And also Oregon and Washington have been accepted into the Big 10 and they will join uh, for the 2024- 2025 season. They will be joining with UCLA and SC. So that well and that also puts the big, uh, the big 10. Uh, Up at 20 teams. So it's kind of starting to get ridiculous. But this is all money, by the way. It's all money. There is no consideration for other sports. This is all college football based. Um, Mind you, because here's why here. So here's the latest on why the um, the Pac-12 has basically been erased. So the Pac-12. And ESPN got together. They wanted to talk uh, a deal. ESPN gave them an offer, and the Pac-12 said no. How about this? And ESPN said, "Sorry, no, thank you," and just left. So the team, so the big, the big names in um, the Pac-12, the, UCL, the uh, UCLA, UC, USC, Oregon, Washington, all decided to say, "You know what?" buy to the Pac-12 and go where the money was at and that's the Big Ten Um, but like I said there's no consideration for the other sports here's a hypothetical for you so we're going to jump to the 2024-2025 season basketball let's let's say um, let's take UCLA uh, as an example Here's potentially what they could face at some point. So they have a home game, home conference game, um, let's say against Oregon. But then they have a three-game road trip where they face Iowa, then come all the way back, face Washington, Then go all the way out to the East Coast and face Rutgers. Then come back and play um, Washington. And then let's say they have a home game against um, Maryland. And then they have to go all the way back out to Ohio State. All within the span of like a week and a half. That is ridiculous. That should not be the case in college basketball. That should not be the case with these super mega conferences. There is no consideration for other, for other sports because this is all college football based. College football is starting to ruin the other sports for conferences. Change my mind anyway we'll move on before I get a little bit too heated here we're going to switch gears and we're going to talk about Notre Dame uh, we're going to be talking about Notre Dame for the rest of this podcast so Notre Dame um, we're going to give an apparel update really quick if you haven't heard or seen uh, Notre Dame and Under Armour um, are sticking together they did come up with a deal uh, that deal is ten years and ten million dollars annually. That also that is with cash and gear as well. So, here's who um, Under Armour beat out, um, Apparel Wise to be the uh, official apparel um, provider for Notre Dame. Uh, they beat out Adidas, Jordan, and Nike. Uh, This is the richest deal apparel-wise in college sports now. Um, It is confirmed. Um, I'm kind of up in the air about it. I mean, I like Under Armour. Um, I also see where people are coming from when they say Under Armour doesn't make uh, quality stuff for athletes. I kind of see that. Um, But... In terms of, you know, Adidas, Jordan, or Nike, I mean, I, I I would choose Under Armour over any of those, in my personal opinion. Um, I don't like Nike that much. Jordan is basically Nike, and then Adidas. Adidas hasn't been relevant um, since losing both Notre Dame and Michigan in that order. They haven't been rele- uh, relevant since. Um, And Adidas doesn't make that great of stuff. Um, That's also a change my mind kind of a thing. Uh, Anyway, um, Notre Dame and Navy um, have announced that they will be wearing um, alternate uniforms for the game next week, which is crazy to say. Next week uh, in the game in Ireland uh, at Aviva Stadium, um, the Irish will be wearing... Um, what looks like their uh, traditional home uniform, gold helmet, blue jersey, gold pants. However, the jersey on the sleeves has a bit of Celtic flair. Um, and it looks it looks OK. I, it's nothing's really changed on it. It just has a little bit of Celtic flair. It, it looks OK. It's not it's not one I would go Oh my gosh, it is so cool. I need to get it. No. It, it's one of those. It's like, "Man, eh, it's all right. Could be better." But I I mean, I've definitely seen worse. 2016 Shamrock series. Ugh, those uniforms. If you don't know what I'm talking about, look up 2016 Shamrock series uniforms. You'll understand why. Um, the pants obviously mustard gold. Um, hot take uh, Under Armour if you find this somehow go back to the old gold colors Notre Dame is not navy blue and mustard gold it's blue and gold your mustard gold looks disgusting I'm sick and tired of it if you want to know what pants you should go to believe it was 2018, um, the pants you made for Notre Dame's throwback jersey uh, for Boston College, those are the pants you need to go to and the color of gold you need to go back to. You know, if you want the helmet to be the gold that it is now, that's fine. I like the gold, but the pants... And the goal that you have now is mustard gold, and it looks horrendous. We are tired of it as Notre Dame fans. Let's go back to the old gold, please, and thank you. Anyway, um, and the Navy will be wearing uh, their traditional uh, road uniforms, gold helmet, white jersey, uh, blue pants, Um, But the Celtic flair will be on the shoulders for Navy's jersey um, for the game. Also has been announced. Also, before before this, before this, this game at, at Aviva Stadium is counting as the Shamrock Series game, which is why Notre Dame is wearing different jerseys than their traditional home uniforms for this game. So this new announcement uh, is that Notre Dame is wearing another alternate uniform this year. Uh, the Irish will be wearing all green against Ohio State September 23rd. Uh, so these uniforms, obviously it's gold helmet, green jersey, but green pants. Uh, and the jerseys are, are Kelly green, but the numbers are uh, white with gold trim. Um, and they look absolutely amazing. Whoever did design, whoever did the design on these, hands down the best. Um. However, um, the green. We need to have maybe for a shamrock series, maybe for you know, a a green out game on down the road. The old green colors, from. Ah, uh, jeez. Kind of like the pine green color is the green that we need to go back to for a game. Not saying all the time, but for one game, let's throw it way back. Let's go to the pine green colors. I liked it, the darker, the darker green. Um, and with this, we are gonna jump to uh, my schedule prediction for Notre Dame football. So we're gonna go game by game. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to give final scores. Uh, I. I don't know for sure, uh, but I'm just going to tell you. You know where I think Notre Dame. If I think Notre Dame's going to win or lose, in each game. So first, start off next week against Navy. Uh, this game at Aviva Stadium, Navy. Uh, I think right now it's like a 28 point underdog. I'll take Notre Dame in that one. I have Notre Dame starting off the season 1-0. and Also, Notre Dame leads this series 80-13-1. And since 2007, this game has been more back and forth than it should be. Uh, prior to 2007, Notre Dame had a NCAA record 47-game win streak over Navy. Uh, that got snapped at Notre Dame Stadium, I believe in double overtime. Uh, Notre Dame lost 44-41 to to Navy. Um, so I have the Irish winning this one. And it's going to be easy for Notre Dame. Uh, and then the week after, uh, September 2nd, uh, Notre Dame plays Tennessee State. Do not ask me how I feel about this game. Um... Let the sound and tone of my voice tell you how I feel about this game. I hate this game. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I hate it. <sighs> Notre Dame should not be playing an FCS school because this is ridiculous. I'm just going to tell you how I feel. This With this game, there is now one school in the FBS that has not played an FCS school. And that school is Southern Cal, which grinds my gears because Notre Dame prided themselves. They took great pride in not playing an FCS school to where now, I believe back in 2020, they scheduled this game for some stupid reason because, oh my, the coach has... I believe, has ties somehow to Notre Dame, or he's just you know a legend down there in Tennessee State that we have to play him. This is the stupidest game I have ever seen. We could be doing a lot more, playing a better school than Tennessee State. Get a grip, Jack Swarbrick. I'm glad you're leaving, by the way. Why you scheduled this game is beyond me. This is shameful. This should not happen again. And if it does, Irish Nation, we need to go crazy. Not and not in a good way. This is dumb. Anyway, Notre Dame's going to win this game easily. Then Notre Dame has their first road game against North Carolina State. Uh, their first... Their first ACC school, Um, they have to play at least five every year. That is the agreement. So I have them. I have the Irish winning that game on the road. Uh, Then they come back for a two-game homestand. Uh, The first game is September 16th uh, against Central Michigan. I have the Irish winning this game too. And starting off the season 4-0 and coming into one of the biggest games of the year. Um, their f- first test against number four Ohio State. The, for me, this game is a toss up, man. I I have confidence the Irish can win. Uh, on the flip side, I still have confidence the Irish could lose. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. Uh, if Notre Dame wins, it's going to be a three to seven point win. Um, if they lose, I believe it's going to be a three to seven point loss. I, I don't see this being any more than that. Uh, I believe the spread is like 14 or 17 or something crazy like that. Um, I believe that is going to be wrong. So if you're going to Vegas, take the 17. Um, and I would, I would take Notre Dame. Anyway... Uh, the Irish then face Duke September 30th on the road Uh, that'll be another easy win for the Irish Duke is going to be a little bit better I believe they have a senior quarterback this year coming back Um, but the Irish are just going to be too tough uh, for the Blue Devils Uh, and then they have a another road game Uh, they face Louisville and I have the Irish winning that one too um so i have the irish um this is either going to be um 6 and 1 or 7 and 0 so at this point uh, the notre dame could be one loss at this point or undefeated coming into uh, their biggest rivalry game of the year southern cal at home at night um notre dame leads this series 50-38 and 5 uh, Notre Dame prior to last year, I think it was five consecutive years beating USC, um, and we're gonna we're gonna get revenge on them this year. We're gonna take that trophy back, um, and we're gonna put it where it rightfully rightfully belongs uh, in the Goog, and it's gonna stay there for a year. And I have the Irish winning against the puny little Trojans. Uh, and then the Notre Dame, uh, then the Irish have their first uh, bye week. Then they come back. They have a home game uh, October 20, uh, 28th uh, against Pittsburgh. They're uh, another rival. Notre Dame leads this series 48-21. to I uh, have the Irish beating Pitt. Uh, and then another big test for the Irish, uh, their last test of the year. Uh, Notre Dame goes on the road to play Clemson in Death Valley. Uh, I think the Irish get it done. I really do. I think so here so here's the thing this can this game also can go either way. I think if Notre Dame beats Ohio State or loses a close game to Ohio State, Notre Dame is going to beat Clemson. If by some chance Notre Dame loses to Ohio State and loses big to Ohio State, Notre Dame loses to Clemson. So that that's my that's my hot take uh, but I think the Irish do get it done uh but I can see it going also in one of those three ways. So again at this point Notre Dame is either undefeated or has one loss. Uh then another bye week. This is um the one there uh, every every so often in college football you have a a, a season where there's two bye weeks. During, during the regular season, and this is one of those times. Um, then the Irish come back from that bye week, and they face Wake Forest. Uh, that's an easy win for the Irish. Uh, and then they go on the road um, November 25th and play Stanford to end the year, and Notre Dame leads this series 22-14. to 14. Stanford has not been good in years. I'll take the Irish big on that one. So my, my prediction for the Irish, I have them going either either eleven and one or twelve and zero. With um, with the notion that if Notre Dame loses to Ohio State, big Notre Dame does not beat Clemson. Um, I think Notre Dame will beat USC regardless of those games. Um, I think Notre Dame has a lot of pride in this rivalry in that rivalry game. They want the trophy back, especially from what happened to them last year, out there. Uh, Notre Dame wants revenge. You you can tell, um, and I think the Irish are going to get it done. Um, but yes, eleven and 12 and zero. You know, put a little star. Could be, could be ten and two, if the loss to Ohio State is more than uh, ten points. With that, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, For this episode, this is Kenny Kramer signing off. Have a good day, everybody. Hey, guys. It's Kenny, host of The Good Fight. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to hear more, you can check out our website at thelugnutspodcastgroup.com for all information related to the podcast and where to listen to us. You can also follow the Patreon page for exclusive benefits for the show. Join us next time for The Good Fun.